Freddie Carrera, what is up? This is Lindsay with the Stop Signs Are Optional podcast. Your show is so fucking hilarious. You inspire me so much within my own show. And you just fucking make me laugh on social media, through your podcast. I love it. And I love you. And keep it going, man. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast. With Freddie Correa. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. This is Freddie. Big shout out to Lindsay Jean for leaving the voice message right there. She is from the Stop Science, our optional podcast. And you guys can leave a message to uh, just go to the link on my bio on Instagram and click on messages on Anchor. And it's real easy. Or at the end of the description of this episode, you could see the link. Just click on it. Do it now. Leave a message. And uh, hey, today we have a fun episode with my buddy Jeff Keith, who is a very funny comic, an actor. He's been on uh, MTV's Disaster Day is one of the first things I saw him on a long time ago. And then... Moving out to Vegas, eventually I got to work with him at the comedy clubs out here. And he's always been super nice, super cool to me. So I'm just grateful he's on the podcast today. He's also an, an author. He has the second book on sale right now. If you go to uh, the website, thedifferentbook.com, you could check out his, his new uh, children's book. You could buy it on Amazon as well. Or you could buy it just through the website right there. Just send uh, the payment to Venmo, and you could buy it right there. He'll send it to you. So, oh, it's only 20 bucks. That's badass. Let's see. Please send $20 and supply shipping and address. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. I would buy it right now for anybody that has a kid. How about that? If you want to get the book, let me know. I'll buy it for you uh, as a gift, but uh, as well... Get it from the website. Get it from the website and uh, support my buddy Jeff Keith. I'm going to play also a promo that he has on his podcast so that you could hear more information on the book, what it's about, right before I start this episode. So also check out his podcast. It's called The GK Show. G as in Jeff and K as in Keith. Whoa. Hello. Uh, look up Jeff Keith on YouTube, by the way. Just look him up and look up his stand-up. He has so many stand-up clips. It's it's amazing to have somebody has... Like, most people don't put up a lot of their, you know, uh, stand-up clips. And he has a lot of them. So it's really cool to see him. Uh, a lot of them at the Laugh Factory and, and all over the place. And, uh, oh, also, go to jeffkeith.com. Let me make sure I got it. Yeah, jeffkeith.com. Go to his website because you could find all his social social media on there and uh, a lot of his merch as well, like his album. He has stand-up. His stand-up album is on there too. And all right, how about we just start the show? Let's do that. You guys enjoy. Thank you. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 
10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend different to children ages 5 and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's uh, our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing, and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details, and if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Freddie Korea, and today I have a very special guest. Somebody I've worked with quite a bit out here in Vegas uh, at the comedy clubs. Uh, you've seen him on Disaster Day on MTV, on TBS. There's, I'm, I'm like doing an intro like if he's coming up on stage. But <laughs> but he also has a book called Guys Have No Shame. I bought it. Dude, along. what? This is the shittiest intro ever. Guys I bought Have No this... Game is the name of the book. And my other book is the one I, I pitch now. Get the guy <laughs> <laughs> his name, but his I name love... is George Keith, everybody. Give it up to George Keith. <laughs> I love this guy. His name is Lisa. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bro, I love that book, though. I'll tell you that. But uh, my, my buddy Jeff Keith is on the podcast today. What's up, Jeff? Not much, man. Good to be on here. Uh, Frank? Is it Frank? <laughs> it's, Fra- it's Frankie. It's Frankie. <laughs> Isn't that the worst, dude? Like, when you're hosting, you're starting up, uh, you know, you're just bringing people up, and then you just fuck up people's names, and they get really mad at you. I don't care fuck if people mess up my name. I, I, I just walk on stage. But, you uh, just walk on stage. Do you address it? Yeah, yeah. If somebody calls me, you know, uh, John Keith or something, I'll be like, oh, my name's Jeff, and I'll just start. But I've seen people, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I get. I kind of. I feel like I get in trouble because I always mention people's names on podcasts. But there's this female. No one comedian. listens to mine, so you're good. <laughs> well, there's this female <laughs> comedian who is uh, really more just like an actress, but she does stand up now and whatever. Um, and she did the shittiest thing at the Long Beach Laugh Factory. Uh, my buddy Walter Hong was bringing her up, and I mean, she does have a very easy name, but he did fuck it up, and he like, <laughs> he, like forgot her name, right? Or they, I think he said the wrong name. And then yeah. at the Long Beach Laugh Factory, the whole audience can see you. There's like this very obvious, like, who's walking on next, you know? And yeah. she just stopped. I don't know why she did it, because it didn't make it... It made it awkward for her, too. You know what I mean? It made it awkward for everybody. Because uh, he said the wrong name, and then she was like... Mm. And he didn't get either one of her names right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it happens. Whatever. And uh, she just stopped and was like, Mm-mm. like gave him like all this attitude right in front of the whole crowd. Oh, she was, she was like, I'm not gonna walk on stage until you say my name right. And then he was like, Oh, what, what is it? What is it? And then she just oh. stood there and made it awkward. I'm like, Why would you do that? And then she got on stage as if that didn't happen. She's a very much like an actor who's trying to do stand up because her stand up is not good and, and she, but her attitude is so shitty dude like if somebody forgot my name i'd be like ah it's jeff keith and i would just like go on stage and <laughs> you know like who cares yeah 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 do you do, do you uh, so you you address it a little bit but you don't do you shit on the comic the the host or you just kind of play no. with it or 
If I do, I shoot yeah. on him, it'd be like in a lighthearted way. It'd be like obvious that I'm not really upset, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't sure. see the point in acting upset. Because then the audience is like, well, this is awkward. First of all, I'm not upset inside my own heart. <laughs> I'm not upset. <laughs> but also, it's just, uh, it, what's the point? Like, you want to be on stage. You want the audience to be like, oh, we're about to enjoy this. You don't want the audience, the first impression of you to be, oh, this guy's yeah. really butthurt that somebody messed up his name. And now and he's in a bad mood about it. And we're supposed to laugh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just not my style, I guess. Especially since the show has been building up for the headliner the host uh yeah. the feature whoever's gone up and now the headliner they just throwing a fucking trip hazard in front of you what what's the point yeah yeah i don't get it you know i've seen mostly more like features more like middle hacks get pissed you know yeah, like people who usually aren't um it's people who are insecure i think because it's what's the point like someone messed up your name if you were famous they would have remembered you know what i mean if you're ron white yeah no one's ringing ron white on stage going ah fuck dude what is it man like you know what i mean like yeah so <laughs> it, i feel like it's an insecure thing where people are like you better like this girl i'm talking about is definitely just she had a an ego about her because she's you know been in a lot of stuff on uh in acting the acting world and it's just an ego yeah. thing it's just a dumb ego definitely ego right insecure even if i was famous and somebody fucked up my name i'd be like geez how famous do i have to get like i'd make fun of that you know i guess i'm not as famous as i thought or something like i wouldn't be like fuck this stupid idiot person why'd they mess up my name i'm i'm bad. Yeah. this is ridiculous yeah i i've had i've even had some people say uh um even on the intro you know you got some comics that will give you a long ass fucking intro like a laundry list and then you know it usually is the the headliners are funny ones that they kill they don't even care they're like oh whatever you want man yeah you know like whatever and that's how you are usually with me too like you you've never given me a long list i love headliners that don't give me a list because i am fucking horrible at it anyway uh with the fucking intros as you can see (laughs) (laughs) fucking drew oh dude one of the worst ones I'll say this name, um, and I'm going to fuck it up, but there's this comic name, um, uh, something, Marcus Rokus, Marcus Smirkus. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Very funny dude. Super nice guy. And that was one of the worst ones I've ever fucked up. I brought him up the first show, Marcus Ruckus, and then Marcus Smirkus. And I, even right now, I still don't remember his fucking name. You know I how there's some you. names you just don't remember? I, yeah. I feel like I'm one of I them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> dude but um so how you just got done working out no i stopped my workout because i just figured i'll finish it later i'm at home dude i have all day i mean i have my kids and my wife and stuff but it's just i'll do it i'll finish it later i'll finish it after Uh, well well, thanks dude i appreciate it thanks for taking a little break uh you know you're doing you've done huge podcasts uh with other people you got your podcast let's plug your podcast too What's the name of your podcast? Well, my podcast now is The GK Show. Just The GK Show. Very easy. I started this. I do them, you know, whenever I want. I don't have, like, a like a niche thing with it yet. I had a other podcast. I had a podcast a long time ago that was based off my uh, other book you were trying to pitch called Guys Have No Game. That stuff is all <laughs> – I don't know where that stuff is now. But I had, like, big guests on that because that was back when uh, I lived right in, like, uh, Hollywood, basically. I lived in Burbank, but I was right over the hill, so – all my friends when they were available, like I had Hassan Minhaj on it and all these other people who are now probably could not get them to do my podcast. But, uh, 
but yeah, and then I had another one I did with a, a friend of mine who's not a comic. Uh, we did about The Bachelor, and that one, that one was like really popular. We were a good team, and then that just went to shit. So uh, now that my why did it go to is, shit? Uh, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into, but I did it with uh, one of my best friends, and he just <laughs> I don't know if it was the podcast or just life in general, but he he just. I don't know, man. He never. Uh, I don't know. He she changed as a person. We're not friends anymore. I'll say that. <laughs> we uh, don't yeah, I I have a co-host too. It kind of went to shit too. So I I know I, I've been there. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the GK yeah. show is my new one, and uh, we'll we'll see if anybody wants to listen after listening to this because I know you, I saw the topics you sent me, so I might just uh, piss off everybody. But let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Well. Right now, the current situation, obviously, um, people listening in the future, right now, if you're listening now, you know what the fuck's happening. Everybody's fucking quarantined. Everybody's talking about it. Um, so, yeah, man. So, I just want to ask you, you with your family, um, so you, you're a full-time comic. Um, right now, just stuck at home, not really doing a lot, huh? Just with the family, with the kids. And- yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's my kids are having a blast because they're two and three, so they're just think it's great that you know mommy and daddy are home all day um every day and uh they don't really fully get they're kind of my daughter's a little older so she's you know she's like how come nobody comes and visits you know like we're just talking about like her grandparents because all her grandparents and uh so like when we facetime my mom or or dad or and or christy's parents like you know my daughter sometimes will be like you gonna come over to my house and then we have to explain like oh you know it's like there's this thing and people like get sick and just everyone's sick okay everyone you can't go you know she can't she goes on walk you know that my kids go on walks with me i walk my dog or you know or we'll go on like family walks but it kind of does stink for little kids to be cooped up in the house and also my daughter has like a, a you know friends and stuff already and uh, one of them lives two doors down she's the same age and she will be like, can I go play at Sophia's house? And it's kind of a weird to be like, nah, like that's no fucking way. <laughs> you can't go over there. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, will Sophia come to my house? And it's like, oh, can't. I don't think that's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really tough right now, especially for, uh, I, I, I didn't even think about that. Me, I don't have no kids, but I didn't, I have a lot of friends that do. It's like, how? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, kids can't go and play with their friends. Well, it's that. Holy it's also it's really hard because I thought, well, you know, a quarantine thing. Like, I was trying to see, like, the silver lining. And uh, I was like, well, I'll be able to get a lot done. You know, it's like, we can't get anything done. My wife and I are constantly, <laughs> uh, you know, watching our kids. Like, we trade off. Like, I'll be like, oh, can you watch the kids? I got I want to go work out. You know, I bought a stationary bike so I don't get super fat during this whole thing. And then uh, – my wife's like, oh, watch the kids. I got to go take a shower. Like, you have to, you're always watching the kids from the morning all the way till night. And then at night, you, you know, I said this, uh, I just did uh, my buddy Brant's podcast. I'm like, I used to be, when I was younger, I'm like, man, I'm going to grind all night and work on some stuff I, I've got, you know, I need to work on. And now I'm just like, you're just exhausted. You're mentally exhausted. You're physically tired from just chasing two little kids around all day, cleaning up after them, feeding them, cleaning I do a full, I probably spend over an hour a day every day on dishes because I do a dish twice usually. There's always a bunch of dishes. I don't know. Now I'm just, this is not a fun podcast right now. So far, I'm just whining about dishes. But yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of kids <laughs> at home. No, it's, it's, it's the, the conversations changed now. It's like, it's like we, like my, my buddy and I were talking about bidets for like half hour last time. You know, we're just like trying to, you know, just sharing ideas on 
how to save and not use so much toilet paper. I'm like, oh, I got a bidet, and I'm explaining the features <laughs> and the functions. It's like I've never gotten into a conversation about that before. Now I'm here. This is a fucking quarantine world. I mean, I'm fortunate right now. I'm working. I'm still working. I mean, as far as I know, um, people still need their internet. Yeah. So, um, you know, but it, it really sucks ass. You know, it, it sucks because all my, my buddies, my friends that I work with, in the comedy world, full-time comics like yourself, it's like right now, there's no gigs. You can't do can't any, any gigs. gigs all these people, people try to... The, uh, like the live stand-up show, like on, on, you know, online in front of no one or something. I just feel... It, dude, it's, <laughs> it's so demoralizing. I mean, a comic asked me... Uh, I hope he didn't get upset, but like last night, a comic who I know who you know who it is, uh, who lives in L.A., he's like, hey, man, he's like, do you want to do this Zoom comedy show on... I forgot what he said. I don't know if he said... Friday or Saturday or something and I just go I go hey man I go I'm only doing that stuff for money because like I'll do it if it's if it's paid and it's worth it I'm not gonna spend my time looking like shit like I did it for the Laugh Factory you know the, the Laugh Factory asked me to do their um their live uh thing where you go to the club and you do it there for no one right and I mean dude and I did a I did right. like 35 minutes in front of just uh you know basically no one like Bill Dawes is there and he was doing his part to like laugh at everything but it's just fuck it's awkward for everybody but i did it because i mean um one the laugh factors always been good to me so i would have done it for them but uh you know jamie also he wants to help the comics out so like he's paying us to do it and then oh okay that's also, good yeah you know jamie told me like you know he goes i know it's weird he goes but i have messages from all over the world and people are telling me that they're so depressed, but then they saw like our live thing and they, you know, they actually watched it and it made them smile and laugh and it put them in a better. So I'm like, all right, yeah, like I'll do it for that. But I just, I don't, I don't know, man. You see some of these people who are like such funny comics and then they're doing some live thing and it's like, oh, seven people are watching. You're like, God, this is fucking this shit. You know oh. what I mean? Like these people are funny, funny people. And I get, yeah. like, uh, you know, I'll make funny videos here and there and try and put them on Instagram to see if people like them or share them or tag friends, I guess. But just to do, like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up for you guys in my living room is just... And I'm not knocking the people doing it at all. Like, I get it. Like, their heart's in the right place. They want to keep people engaged and stuff. And want to. And I get it. And I'm sure if I did it, there would be people that were like, oh, thanks for doing that. That was funny. Like, I like that joke. And I've obviously thought of funny things during this whole time. But it's just such a... Comedy's all stand up is already such a kind of like bastardized shit on profession nowadays where you know someone gets famous from one thing and then they just go into stand up and then they sell tickets and then real comics are you know kind of left on the side of the road yeah. type of thing. So it's just it's already I don't know, man. Like, I have a neighbor who I hate this, I cannot stand this. I don't think I'm not one of those people that thinks, uh, oh, I could do anything I put my mind to. Some people like to say that, you know. Like, oh, man, if I, yeah. if, I, if I if I just wanted to, I could do anything. And I always want to say to those people, like, wow, man, you're such a dick. Like, you haven't cured cancer. You could do anything you want, and you haven't cured cancer. There's all these people, Doug, you haven't, you know what I mean? Like, why didn't you just be an NFL quarterback? Like, the best one. Why didn't you just focus on that? Why didn't you play in the NBA and just teach LeBron James what's up? You know what I mean? Like, that's such a dumb, I get the whole idea of being positive and being like, oh, yeah, like, work hard. And I get that. But so anyways, I have a neighbor who mm -hmm. is a financial advisor guy and, you know, he's really good at it. It sounds like, you know, and uh, he he likes talking to me about that because, I mean, I have, you know, money in like the stock market and stuff, but I don't I don't pretend to be an expert. And like, I'll ask questions. 
I very much defer to people who are in a profession that I'm not in. You know, I don't pretend I could do what they do. And uh, like, I don't even right. talk football at a football when I'm watching a football game because I never really played football. So I don't know all the positions and stuff. Like, so, you know, I remember yeah. my buddy Sam was on the Falcons for years. He was an <laughs> offensive tackle or offensive lineman. And one time when I was dating Christy, we are over at her family's big, that is huge, like fantasy football draft because they have this big league. And so I was trying to, I tried to put my toe in the water a little bit and I go, <laughs> Hey, has anybody uh, picked up Sam Baker yet? And they, they all knew who he was. And they're like, what are you talking about? He's, he's a lineman. I go, yeah, yeah. I go, he's like offensive line. And they go, this is fantasy football. And I'm like, do what? I, I don't, what's, what's going on? And they're like, he doesn't have any stats. And they go, he's not like one of the people you draft. And I go, oh, okay. So like, I don't, because I hate, I played basketball in college. And when I see people like watching a basketball game and they don't know fucking basketball for shit. And they're like, that guy should just take it every time and just go to the hole. It's like, oh, that's how it works, huh? So I stay in my lane. So I have like a so my my neighbor, he was telling me about stocks or something, and I and uh, he goes, uh, he said at some point he said something like, yeah, he goes, you could do it too, man. It's all like uh, it's all just like looking at trends and stuff and blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It sounds really good. I don't think I, I could do. He's like, no. He's like, you could do. He's like, just like he's like, I could do comedy, but I, and I'm sitting there like. <laughs> And he said it so fleetingly, and I had, like, this weird Larry David moment where I'm like, yeah, like, do I make this super awkward? Like, our, our kids were playing and stuff. I'm like, dude, you, what the fuck makes you think you can do comedy? Like, you're not even a funny guy yeah. at all. And, and and so stand-up is – my point is stand-up is already looked down upon. I know that there's – don't you feel like a lot of people just think they could just do stand-up if they wanted? Everybody. Everybody thinks they could do stand-up. It's such, it's such a horrible Everybody. thing. And I told people, I, I've talked to comics about this. I think this is why it is. Everybody has a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like, inside their own head, right. we all have a sense of humor. And right. you think things are funny in your head. Even the weird guy standing in the corner, like, staring at the wall. And his, he has thoughts that he, oh, those are funny thoughts to him. So... Yeah, I, I know people that like uh, a coworker that he has a little bit of Asperger's and he's just, but he has a dry humor. Yeah. Everybody has. So they assume know? that their humor, if they just wanted to get up in front of people, would translate so easily. It's so bizarre. And I, I've noticed it mostly because I was, I've been doing stand up professionally since I was young. I've noticed that with adult men, if they don't, if they see my show, they're really cool to me and like complimentary and, and don't act like that. But if it's like uh, my old, uh, apartment complex I used to live in Long Beach I had these neighbors and when they found out that I was a comedian then eventually you know at some point a bunch of them were like hey we're all going to come to your show tonight I'm like oh sweet and they came to my show and there was like 250 people there and I had a great set dude the way they all looked at me especially the men after that was different it wasn't like oh this guy thinks he's a comic like he thinks he's funny it was like man like they are we back yeah there you are bro do you remember where all you right. left off yeah, yeah. I want to just pick up where I left off yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So basically, I mean, we got cut off there. But basically, I'm saying after my neighbors saw me do stand up, I've noticed it with adult males. It's almost every like just the, like the way they look at you is different. And so they were all after they saw my show were just, you know, just even when I saw them around the apartment complex, it was almost like uncomfortable for me because they were always like, hey, like, you know, they're all like happy to see me now, you know, and they just they, but I feel like men, especially because I think most men for some reason think that they're funny because you kind of have to have a personality to get with women or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm totally assuming all. Yeah. Things. No, no. Yeah. I totally see what you're saying. Um, in the Spanish world, it's, it's very much like that too. If you're the funny guy, you're the one getting the pussy. 
Um, I, I've I've seen a few Spanish, um, um, like stand up comedy shows. Yeah, and I've been to one that, that they had at LA Comedy as well. But bro, if you think heckling in English is bad, fucking the heckling in Spanish, you just <laughs> go back and forth until you, someone's funnier. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking rough, dude. Um, but yeah, I see that, dude. So you're saying your neighbors they saw you in a different way, kind of like standoffish then because you, no, you, no. you killed it no no i'm saying they they they're always really nice and these people are really nice and everything and i like them yeah. more but i just feel like there's a look when they when they when you meet a comedian and it's not a famous comedian like obviously if you saw chris rock you wouldn't be like oh hey man so you think you're funny you yeah. know what i mean um if, you know you see someone famous it's like there's this um there's this deference given to them about what they do and respect and so after, and this has happened like throughout my entire career, people that, you know, met me, didn't know I was a comedian, found out I was a comedian. Then they saw me at a show. They would look at me different. Like they respected what I did. They got that. It wasn't just like I'm doing internet jokes on stage and I think I'm funny or they saw, oh, okay, like you're really good at what you do. I, yeah. I, and now I feel like they looked at me more like, okay, I don't feel like I can do that then, you know? So I yeah, know. I see I, what you're saying. Yeah. I just think it's weird, man. I think it's a weird thing. I don't think my neighbor meant it in any disrespectful way, but it is disrespectful, dude. I think when he said I could do, he's like, you could do this if, you know, if you put the time in. It's like, I couldn't do what he did necessarily. He has the temperament yeah. for it. He has a mind for it. Like, so I, all I said to him was I go, ah, like, I don't think anybody could do stand-up. Like, oh, you can teach people how to write jokes, but you can't teach a yeah. brain to think in a certain way that's different. You know what I mean? You can't right there's not, not it, everybody has a natural ability to perform uh you know in a certain way or make things funny that i mean even even in stand-up dude there's bits i have if i say i'm slightly differently the laugh is like way less because i know how to say it in a funnier way and sometimes you fuck up or something happens so it's like the I, there's a whole like i don't know if it's a science but there's there's a whole technique behind it that is not just hey i'm gonna get up in front of people and you know all, all yeah. hilarious for an hour straight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, I know what you're saying. It's crazy, dude. It's like it always seems like comedy really is that that one art that everybody thinks they could do. Because like, let's say the drums, you, could, you no one just says, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump in and start playing drums." No, I'm gonna take lessons. I'm gonna learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. Like, but but comedy, everybody thinks that's why there's so many fucking um, open micers. People have started and do it for a year or two, and then they fizzle off because it's they realize. Is not as easy, but see, sometimes I encourage that shit when I see that somebody is very cocky and they think they're funny and they, they think they could do it. And I see it as disrespect too, but I encourage it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see them do it. And I want to go to it and see them eat shit. Man, I had, you know? I had the, the best example of this is how people just want to talk about how they've always wanted to do it or how they could do it, but they really don't. I, when my back was really fucked up, my back was bad. Like I couldn't walk my dog. I couldn't tie my shoes. I couldn't put my shoes on. I couldn't put socks on. Like I, my back was so messed up. I was in all this pain. So I go to this place that um, was recommended to avoid back surgery because I didn't want to have surgery, but I was told I needed it. So I went to this non-surgical yeah. spine care center place. And when I had my first like briefing or whatever, or meeting, whatever with briefing, what am I talking about? CIA. I, when I had my first uh, <laughs> consultation, the head guy there, it was this older guy, and uh, he saw that I wrote down on my thing under profession that I'm a comedian. 
And then I'm, dude, I couldn't even sit in the chair like properly. I'm like holding the, I'm holding the, um, the armrest in a weird way. And I'm like kind of trying to sit on like one butt cheek the best I could to just be in less pain. Cause I'm having yeah. pain the whole time. And he's like, so, and it's obvious this guy works with fucking people with back problems. That's all he does. So like, it's obvious how much pain I'm in. He knows I'm in pain. I'm sitting on like, the edge of the seat doing all this weird twisting. And he's just like, so you're a comedian, huh? He's all excited. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he goes, um, oh, man, I, I always want to do stand-up. You know, I tell jokes around the office. I'm like, cool, man. I go, that's awesome. And then he just kept talking about it, dude. Like, he kept talking about it in front of somebody who was clearly in all this pain. Like, I don't, I'm not in the mood right now for, your, for this fucking talk, you know, about how you think you could do comedy. So I just go, I cut him off. Finally, I go, hey, man, I go, do it. And he just was like, he didn't expect me to say do it. He just, he just wanted me to listen to him talk about how he's funny and he, he always wanted to do it. And he goes, what? And I go, do it, man. I go, what do you have to lose? I go, look at you. You're a successful doctor. Doctor, you own this whole place. I go, go do an open mic, man. I go, maybe you'll be awesome. I go, or if you bomb, who cares? You're still a successful doctor. So why are you talking about it, man? Get out there and do it. And then he just fucking was like, oh, this is weird. It's like, dude, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm in all this pain. <laughs> You're sitting here talking about your dreams of doing an open mic someday? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking worst dude it's, and i've been there that pain this guy that pain in the the back pain is one of the fucking worst dude i i had um i've been there where i threw my back out and i had to piss and i couldn't get up to piss so i grabbed the cup and i just pissed yeah. on the cup sideways dude back pain because it hurts it, when it when it's bad dude is it's terrible it's so bad yeah but you weren't, you're not out of shape. How did that, how did the back pain happen? I think what happened is, is I had, um, I had this old pelvic bone in like pelvic bone thing where the ligaments were kind of loose from an old basketball injury. And I knew how to, whenever that happened, I knew how to adjust my back. And so I was on the road a bunch and I thought that that's what the pain was I was feeling. And I just kept running on a treadmill through the pain. Cause I didn't want to, I was in like really, really good shape back then. And I didn't want to ever get out of shape. So I was doing all these, you know, shows all over the country at colleges and stuff. So I had these toe shoes that I bought in the Philippines where you're supposed to be able to run in them. And I would pack those because oh, yeah. it was smaller in my suitcase. So I had those and I would run on treadmills in like hotel gyms, like, you know, or like, like not, not great hotel gyms, but you know, what if there's a treadmill, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to run like three, three and a half miles a day, get a, get my workout in. And the pain would just started going down my left leg. And I kept, fucking doing it and i wasn't sleeping because i was traveling so much i wasn't sleeping a lot which is bad because your body dehydrates like rehydrates when you sleep i guess so i wasn't sleeping a lot um i was running on it i was sitting on planes a lot so like everything bad you could do for your back i was doing and i had this disc issue that i thought was this other issue because i didn't want to think it was anything worse and so dude it just yeah. I, it, it got so bad that uh the my l5 s1 um, was just I was crushing the disc, whatever the disc was like out of place, um, and it was like pressing on the nerves. So like I had nerve pain going all through my lower back and my left leg. My left foot to this day is I still can't like do what I used to be able to do at all. I can't. I mean I'm also older, but I can't play basketball. I can't move like I used to. My left foot. My left yeah. foot is always numb half of it is always numb and sometimes it's not as Ooh, bad you got the sciatica yeah i think it's just like permanent damage i'm sure there might be some way expensive Ooh. way to like maybe make that go away but um my back is a lot better than it was obviously because i can move around and do stuff uh not like i used to but i yeah. can but my left foot is always half of it is numb and uh but sometimes it's really bad and tingly and sometimes it's like you know i'm just used to it and i you know it's barely numb but it's it's, it's never normal my left foot is never yeah, 
it, it's it, I think that's uh, that nerve sciatica um, there. You know, I, I, I've been getting that pain, too. But me, it's definitely because I'm fat. <laughs> but um, I've been uh, yeah, I've been watching YouTube videos on, on certain exercises you could do, like yoga exercises, poses and stuff that really help with that. Yeah, nerve. Yeah. It's on my left side, too, dude. Uh, it feels tingly like it like somebody stabbing my my big toe or yeah. something. Yeah, it's dude. Um, last time you were in Vegas, um, we we're doing a little experiment uh, uh, on the show after yours where I bring out the keyboard and I would play and uh, with Butch Bradley's oh, yeah. show and you were headlining the eight o'clock show. And through conversation, you and me, like, I didn't know you were Jewish and you didn't know I was Jewish. And it's funny, Passover, Passover started yesterday. Yeah, we had a seder. Um, but I didn't, I didn't grow up as a Jew. I grew up, like, um, not knowing until I, I did that um, 23andMe thing yeah. or whatever. And, and, yeah, I have a big fucking portion. Everybody has, like, 1%, 2%. I'm, like, close to 30%. Oh, wow. And so that means that. My my father is half, and I have a full blooded grand grandparent. Um, so you 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 grew up as a Jew, like you had a bar mitzvah yeah. and everything. And well, your father could be more than half, you know, because you know those tests. You don't get the same amount from each parent. So your dad could be like three quarters Jewish, and then you have a mom who's not Jewish, and then you got a certain amount from your mom, a certain amount from your dad. Like it doesn't like my brother and I will not have the exact same uh -oh. breakdown. Because he, he might have gotten a little bit more from dad than I did, or a little bit more from mom than I did. So, um, yeah, like my, my wife and one of her brothers have both done those tests, and they're the same things, but it's like different percentages. I mean, they're relatively close, but it's but it's yeah, you know, he's my wife. My wife is you met my wife, so she's her skin's dark, and then her brother Bobby, his skin's dark, and then her brother Angel and her brother Anthony, their skin is light. You know. They're Mexican. Yeah, they're Mexican. Right? But, I mean, they're Mexican. This is the thing is too. Like, my wife knew she was Spanish and Mexican. I mean, out in LA, obviously, if you ask my wife, like, "Oh, what's your family?" She'd just say Mexican. But she knew she was Spanish and Mexican. But then, when they took the test, when Anthony first took it, my brother-in-law, there's all this Portuguese and stuff. And uh, my father-in-law was so funny. He goes, "Hey, he goes, you know, we always were told in Mexico like we had like these relatives that are from Portugal, but we always thought the people telling us were fucking around." <laughs> so <laughs> like apparently my wife is if you look at her breakdown it's she's not mostly mexican she's mostly spanish and portuguese and all that like iberian stuff and then there's yeah, there, they have, yeah. they have like a little italian like she's part italian my my brother-in-law that took it he's a little bit more italian than she is like as far as like that test and um what else is she she's uh she's a bunch of stuff my test was so boring dude mine was just 91 percent jewish <laughs> and then the rest <laughs> the rest said like uh, Eastern Europe, broadly Eastern European, which I, I it was like everything I knew. There's no surprises. I knew yeah. all my grandparents are from like Poland, Russia, Ukraine. Uh, one grandparent, uh, her family's from Czech Republic or Hungary. So she's like the only one that wasn't Poland, Russia or Ukraine. Yeah, dude, I had I had I have um, relatives. You know how you could see who your relatives uh, yeah. are? I have relatives with like last name's eisenberg yeah um you know anything that ends with a ski because they're all from poland yeah. too i'm like damn bro, I, I had no idea it, it, it surprised me because growing up um i grew up very like religious like pentecostal christian wow. um and i wanted to learn 
you know, I, I, it was around the time when the Bible code, this one book that came out in the, in the nineties about codes in the Bible and all that in, in the old okay. Testament. So I'm like, I want to learn Hebrew. So I, I, I took it upon myself to teach myself and I learned quite a bit. I, I just remember a little bit now, but I was learning how to read it, speak it and all that. And then come to find out I was a Jew the whole time. Now I know officially to be a Jew, you have to be, your mother has to be a Jew. Um, but that's more for the religious yeah. side. Me is just a, just a blood, I guess. But, um, but dude, so so growing up as a Jew, your parents were like hardcore. No, they were Jewish, like religious. I would say what's called a conservative temple, which is the best way to describe it is like, like mid level. Like there's the Orthodox; those are the Jews you see that are like Hasidic. Some of them are they have the curly payas, like the hair going, the curly hair going down over their ears, and they wear the the little hats that people say like with like pilgrim hats or something and they wear their like talit around and everything and then um and so those are the really religious like orthodox and then there's conservative which is lower than that and then there's you know reform temples which are the ones where like my temple was it was like it was weird for me when i would go to like my friends churches or something and people would be you know playing an instrument you know and singing because <laughs> at my the temple I grew up at, you don't, you don't clap. Like when someone's done doing something, even at like my bar mitzvah, when I fucking did all these, you know, come, uh, I read from the Torah, I did all these different things. You know, I did my half Torah. I did all these things I was studying like nine months for, uh, very closely with the canner and, uh, like no one claps at the end. There's no like, Hey, good job. Uh, there's no piano at the temple I grew up at. There's no, you know, organ. There's no, uh, there's no singing. It's all chanting. So, I mean, there's things, there's melodies and stuff, but it's mm. all tropes, you know, and, and chanting. There's no uh, guitars or anything yeah. like that. So I always thought it was like, it did to me, like, just because that's how I grew up. It's like ingrained in me when I go to, a, when I go to like anybody's church or something and they're just like, hey guys. And then some guy gets up there with a guitar and he's like, and Jesus is the blood. And everyone's singing along. I'm like, what is this? This isn't serious. This is like a party. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but like the Orthodox are like, yeah. they're really strict. Orthodox, I mean, you have to, uh, you know, my family didn't keep kosher. If you keep kosher, you have to have like separate kitchens for like, uh, you know, things that have meats and cheeses and, uh, or meat, meat and dairy. And you have to have, uh, the men and women pray in different rooms. I remember being a little kid. I don't know where I was. We were at somebody's, I think we we're at somebody's wedding and it was at an Orthodox temple. And I just remember kind of crawling around on the ground in one room everybody had pants and the other room, everybody had dresses <laughs> because <laughs> the men and women can't pray together because there should be no distractions and all that stuff. Uh, and, and you said that the, so you can eat cheese. You just can't mix it with certain I things. Do, yeah, I'm not, I'm not an expert on like kosher law, but yeah, you're supposed to not mix. Well, well, first off the meats you eat that has, you can't eat, you can't eat certain meats, you can't eat pig uh, and you can't eat shellfish and stuff, but also the, the, meat that you eat has to be killed in a according to like kosher law which is like kosher law so it has to be killed in a humane way and all this stuff i don't know i don't want to get too deep into that because i'm gonna the more i talk i'm gonna say something's probably incorrect <laughs> but <laughs> yeah no i i was i was surprised when i went to new york i, I went to get a pastrami sandwich somewhere and i had just been to cats i don't cats, know if you ever yeah, heard of that place yeah, cats was fucking amazing, dude. And then um, we were craving a pastrami sandwich, so we found one on by Central Park. And I didn't know; I had no idea it was a, a kosher place. Um, they kind of got 
it, it was weird when I said, do you guys put cheese in it? Can I get cheese? And they're like, oh, no, it's yeah. kosher. And I didn't know they were Jewish. And I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know shit about it. I've, I've heard the word before, but I guess you can't it's about mix mixing it, I guess. And dairy, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But you can eat it, I guess, maybe. Uh, I need to look it up more. I need to find out more, dude. I I, um, I went to fix the cable, uh, the internet for um, the Israeli Council of okay. Nevada. And, and I gave him my spiel and I did my little three, four words in Hebrew and they got all impressed, you know, they got all happy. And then I, and then I mentioned I was a comic and they're like, you should join us, join the council. I'm like, how do you join And I just paid like a membership and now like they invite me to party. So I'm part of the council wow. here, dude. There's really, yeah, dude, they, they have like, um, I took my wife, like they have these big mansions where. It's for young adults, they say. It's like for um, people from 25 to yeah. 44. That's considered, a, that's pretty broad for a young adult. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but they do like wine tasting parties and just networking, just juice, helping Jews pretty them, much. I got to give them more of that because everybody fucking, I, the thing I can't stand is I'm from Southern California and I know plenty of Jews, but I don't know any that are in the entertainment industry. So I didn't have any leg, I didn't have any, you know, extra help in the entertainment industry and all these comics you know that are not jewish would always say to me it's kind of insulting just like oh you're gonna be fine man you're jewish you're jewish you'll be fine like you guys take care of each other it's like i don't know any of the only jews i know in the entertainment industry are other entertainers who i met once i got in uh agents and managers maybe that i've met in crossroads but i did I, they're not like i didn't grow up with them they're not my friend you know what i mean <laughs> so uh yeah they, they're not it's crazy because there's so many Jews in comedy. Dude, I wrote a whole article. It's in the Jewish Journal. I wrote it in like 2015, I think, got published. Where the idea that people go, oh, Jews run Hollywood. Jews started fucking Hollywood, dude. That's like saying, this is, a, this is not the best example because it, whatever, it's not as big of an industry as Hollywood. But that's like saying like, oh, man, these Southern black people, they run all the soul food restaurants. It's like, yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? Like. If you start an industry, people hire who they know. Like, if I got a, you know, if I was some big, powerful person who had to hire people, there's a chance Freddie Correa might be hired because I know you personally. You know what I mean? So Jews right. did stick together in a lot of ways, just the way a lot of cultures stick together. So Jews happen to know a lot of Jews. And, yeah, there's, so they hire people they know. It's like, that's why I think it's so weird with all these, um, you know, there's all these quotas now with uh to, in Hollywood about like you have to have this many women on a show or this many people of you know color whatever that means I mean uh, d you know depending and it's just it's so strange because have you ever read have you ever seen movies and shit of um I do I can't find the clip but Denzel Washington said exactly what I've always said in this one interview he did where people were asking Denzel Washington about like uh you know um diversity in Hollywood and he goes well you got to create it you know what I mean? You got to create it yourself because because people write their own experience. You know what I mean? If I was going to write a show, right. I'm trying to pitch a show and maybe I'm somebody who can, you know, I'm in a position where I could easily sell a show or sell a movie. Well, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be able to write a good movie or something about what it's like to grow up in Compton as a black guy because I didn't do it. I don't have those experiences. And have you ever seen you ever read dialogue? Like I remember reading scripts that are written by people who aren't the thing and they're writing it for that thing. It's just these, it's these horrible yeah, yeah. stereotypes. I remember my, my old roommate is an actor and he was like in movies and TV shows and stuff. And I'd always read his scripts with them and dude, this, the lines they'd write for black people are fucking cartoonish and weird. You know what I mean? It's like, 
It's like some white yeah, girl writing, like, I, "Oh damn, it, girl, you looking good." I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, get in there and like some fucking thing they heard in a rap song. You know what I mean? It's like so you you so Denzel said the same stereotypical. Yeah, so it's like you have you you write what you know. So say I'm, you know, uh, if I'm writing a story about myself, I'd only be able to write it based off my own experiences. I mean, you, you can create other stories, obviously, but if I'm gonna, I can't write like you're Cuban, right? So yeah. And Cuban, so I can't like write a, I don't know, I know a little bit, but I don't know that much about, you know, the Castros and like families who had to flee Cuba. Like I know some stuff, but I, I don't know enough to make like a good product. So, and if I tried to write it, it would, like, yeah. I feel like real Cubans would be like, who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> you know? Well, 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 I'll give you a perfect example, bro. Um, look at Scarface. Okay. Scarface. We all, everybody yeah. loves Scarface. But no one talks like Al Pacino talks in Scarface. Right. No Cuban that I've ever met sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he took an accent and just exaggerated it and then, you know, went with it. And everybody thinks Cubans talk like that. No, you know how Cubans talk like Manolo yeah. or Angel yeah, yeah. Salazar, you know, the the other the real Cubans in the movie. That's how Cubans talk. So, yeah, it, it, when you take a script like Three Amigos, one of my favorite movies yeah, of too. all time. You're gonna see all the stereotypical uh, Mexican yeah. shit, you know, because it was written by the dude from yeah, SNL. Yeah. <laughs> Great fucking movie, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not to get too far in the weeds, but I, that's another thing I can't stand is there's a there's a there's just like a big you know uh, typecasting and stereotyping that goes on in uh, like our business where I'm what's I'm not I'm not sure how to articulate this point, but it just it bothers me when people think all Jews act this way, all Mexicans think this and act this way, all black people think like are like this. Like that's not how shit is, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm Jewish. My family disagrees on all across the spectrum on politics and on and certain issues. Uh my wife's family's, you know, they're I guess you just all say Mexican, but whatever, but like they're very like my father is from Mexico. Like, you know, there's there's democrats republicans they have a big family like people disagree on certain things like but for some reason the news and the media likes to be like you know latinos are unhappy about this it's like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> you know yeah yeah dude you know that, that that's the thing too like for example um i i'm i'm i've listened to your podcast i'm i'm politically i'm very much like you so i'm like kind of in the middle uh, i'm not on the right or left but um most people think that all Latinos hate Trump. Everybody thinks that like, like that's what the media kind of pushes. And it's not true. My neighbor, uh, people I encounter being, being a technician, a network technician, I encounter all yeah. walks of life. And I, I know so many Latinos. And when they, when the Latinos are all taught, they make political conversation. If they're like for Trump, I pretend I'm for <laughs> Trump. If they, if they, if they hate if they hate Trump, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Trump. You know, I'm not going to piss them off and yeah. get in trouble, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, you're right. It's people just like to stereotype uh, just because of what Trump said, uh, the the people coming over the border and all that. But guess what? A lot of Latinos, they don't want more people coming over, over the border. They're like, no, fuck that. I don't want more people here in this co- yeah. country. The thing, you know? the thing about <laughs> that, man, is it's like this weird game that certain people play where they go... But they go, oh, like, so you're just, like, heartless if you want to, like, you know, have only legal immigration. It's like, well, heartless towards who? Because 
there's a bunch of people from not just Mexico, but other countries that come here legally and they wait their line in the process. And those people are getting screwed over by anyone who comes over illegally and people coming over illegally. I feel like the news tries to make it like that's only people coming from Central America and Mexico. Dude, there's a bunch of Chinese people where my in-laws live. There's a lot of Chinese people. They're purposely, they'll have these houses full of like pregnant women because they know that with their kids born here because of our laws, that kid gets to be like a citizen. And like, it's like, you know, like I think they call them anchor babies or something, but it's not just Latinos, dude. There's people from, I'm one of them. Yeah, there you go. There's people from, I'm an anchor baby. Yeah. There's people from all over the world trying to, and the thing too is like, I don't fault anybody trying to get here legally or illegally because Dude, if you're from some horrible place anywhere in the world, if it's like Eastern Europe, if it's Africa, some bad spot or some bad place in Mexico or Central America, wherever it is, Asia, and you're just like, fuck it. I I mean, if I was in a horrible position with my family and I knew that I could somehow try and get to this other place that was better, I'd try it too. The point is you're not heartless for trying to control that because you can't can't have a welfare system and open borders at the same time. You've got to kind of pick, you know? And people yeah. act like uh, it's just a weird. It's a weird thing. My dad is like in this, uh, in this situation where like his, you know, about this whole quarantine thing. Um, some people are, and I'm one of them. Who I'm like, oh, like you can't like keep everyone quarantined forever because it'll destroy the economy and that'll kill people. Like that'll. And there's all these. It's not just. It's like there's doctors saying it that they're if you close that things down, there's people with certain medical issues that aren't being treated now because they're prepping for these this influx some hospitals are like completely overrun right now but some aren't some are kind of empty because they're like kind of trying to prepare for like this this huge wave that may or may not happen of people with this coronavirus so like there's people with other issues that aren't this uh virus that are not being treated properly in some places and obviously you can always find a place where it's like no man it's, it's fine over here what the fuck are you talking about like our country is very big and right. different and diverse. So, like, but, dude, if you fucking lock down the economy and everything tanks, it's not, like, uh, some people are like, oh, you're just thinking about money. It's like, it's not, I'm, not, I'm thinking about people. What about the suicides that'll, like, skyrocket? What about the drug abuse and the alcohol abuse and the obesity? The number one leading cause of death in our country, I think, is heart disease. Like, 650,000 people a year. Do yeah. you don't think that's going to go up if people are just at home drinking alcohol, losing all hope? You know, some people don't have enough money to make yeah. it. Some people lost their job and they're like, well, I don't have 10,000 extra dollars in the bank to float me a couple months. So there's other. So it's like you can't say you're heartless, but it's like, well, so you're not heartless about all the other people that might die. I was trying to explain to somebody, I go, so it's better if I blow my head off than not get the virus. <laughs> At least I didn't die of the virus. I still I'm still uh-huh. dead. Dude, um, if, if if the whole virus, I mean, th- this is a wave, right? We're trying to avoid this wave. Um, if the virus goes away, I, I feel like it's, there's going to be another wave. Yeah. It's going to come back. This is kind of like a long run. The thing is, thing, if you know? it, if they, my it's, understanding uh, is that they want us to lock down for a few weeks because they're, they're trying to get all the hospitals and every everything in order, best it can be. That's fine. But, but the people that are like, you got to stay inside. So until it's gone, it's like, what are you talking about? It's my understanding, just talking, like, like reading up what doctors are writing stuff and talking like nurses, I know when a vaccine, they have to try it. And then they, they have to see, it takes a certain amount of time to see if that vaccine like actually worked. So it's not like 
you come yeah. in and then they you take a pill, you're fine, and they know you're going to be fine forever from that pill. So I don't know, man. I just feel like a lot of it doesn't. They they need to use the people. There's there's people that work for that. Um, Yoshi is one of them. Yeah. Do you know Yoshi Obayashi? He works for a lot of hosp- or a lot of medical places like that where they, he's one of the people they try what? medicine on. And that's how he makes, yeah, that's how he makes a lot of money. Um, I, don't say, I don't know if it's a lot of money, but enough Jeez. money, you know. Um, so that's, that's one of his side jobs right there. He, I thought one he of his side that. jobs was, didn't he do something um, in porn? Because he used to, like, hand out DVDs to comics a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, he used to, he used to oh, edit porn God. back Jeez. in the day. Imagine being in that edit yeah. where someone's like, dude, can he, you get closer? Can we just cut right before she says this and then just get her... With the cum hitting her right on the forehead. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would. I think his specific job was, he would put the tracks on oh. DVDs. He would figure out which are the good spots, the the parts where you want to fast forward to without fast forward, and just go to the the, the oh, actual yeah, okay. scene. You know, that's that was one. He did that for a long time. As a matter of fact, Yoshi just called me about two days ago out of nowhere. He calls me up. Just to check on me, just to see how, just how me and Lizzie and the dogs are doing. I was yeah. like, "That's so nice of him. Maybe He's such one of the a nice dude." On a trial for is like a compassionate drug, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like MDMA. <laughs> yeah. He's on MDMA. <laughs> like, have you been thinking about only yourself lately? Try this new drug. <laughs> Reflex a lot. It makes you think about other people. He's just been calling everybody he knows. Are you doing okay? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did tell me that. He's like, yeah, I'm just going through my phone, calling people, just checking on them. So I'm glad to hear you okay. I'm like, that thanks, dude. Nice. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did my little rounds, too. I sent some texts. I think I sent you texts, too, right? Checking up, so, see yeah. how you guys were. Did I? Yeah. I sent I sent to, like, help people. Um, yeah, man, I was just sitting there at home. But, fuck, I'm uh, – I'm just waiting for this. I'm trying to protect my mom. That's like one of my main missions because she's 72. I brought her from Reno. So I'm just trying my best to like keep my hands out of my mouth and fucking not get sick with this shit and then get her sick. um, And I'm just speaking as, you know, I'm not an expert on anything, but it sounds like I've heard all the experts say, I haven't heard any disagreement on this and I could be wrong, that if you wash your hands and you don't touch your face, there's like a 99 point something percent chance you won't get it, right? Which is kind of like what you should right. be doing anyways. And everyone's talking all these things. I don't personally, I, again, I always say I could be wrong because I'm not pretending I know everything. But everyone's like, oh, after this, everything's going to be different forever. And I'm like, I hope, I don't think it's going to be as drastic as people think. People have short memories. Once things seem fine, like, you know, or you go out and no one's, you know, people aren't just dropping dead in the street. I think people will be like, okay. But I do think it, hopefully this helps people go like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be such a dirty fuck. Like, I should wash my hands. Like. I always, I work on more handshakes sometimes, right? Yeah. Like handshakes, you know, maybe, maybe people do the fist bump. That's fine. But I do after every show, no matter where I am, I'm always washing my hands thoroughly afterwards. Cause you know, you say goodbye to people, you shake their yeah. hand and all that stuff. You're, you're touching people. Like they want to take pictures. So I'm always like, and it's not cause I think, Oh, people are gross. It's just like, yeah, I just touched like, you know, hundred people's hands. I don't know where their fucking palms like. So I always, that's like I think I'm getting you back are you there hello 
Jeff, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Oh, uh, there we go. Reconnected. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we're back. Sorry, dude. This, this, every time you, you gain on something, I'm all listening. I'm like, oh, shit, and then it cuts off. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, we're almost wrapping up right here, but what were you saying as far as the shows in the future, uh, shaking hands and all, what were you saying oh, about that? Say, yeah, I don't know when it cut out, but I was just saying that I don't think it's going to be this big doomsday. Oh, the whole world will never look. It's going to be so different. I think what will change is that people will just be, in general, more clean. Like, people will wash their hands more often. And But that's what people should be doing anyways, man. Like, that's how you stick, keep away from getting sick anyways, you know? If you're, yeah. in, if you're in a public place, you're in an airplane, you're on a subway or something, like, you should wash your hands. You should, you know, I mean, subways is, is that's one of the things that bother me, too, is a lot of these models that are coming out are coming, they're just modeling stuff off of New York and New Jersey. And it's like, I was talking to my buddy who lives in New York uh, last night, and he's like, dude, he goes, right when this happened, he goes, I was like, man, we're going to get hit. New York's going to get hit hard because of the, everyone's on top of each other out there. Yeah. Like subways. It's recycled there. It's down below. There's uh, on the street. Everyone's touching it. It's dirty all the time. And everyone's like, you're, New York City is crazy. It's nothing like LA. It's nothing like Wyoming. It's nothing like Georgia. So places with densely, with dense populations, of course, anything will spread quicker. So yeah. um, I'm not trying to say like, oh, this isn't a big deal or anything like that. Because I know people, you can't say anything that's not company line without people thinking like oh so you think it's like just like the common flu man <laughs> like i never said that right <laughs> yeah so no but it's like you said we when they were saying wash our hands and do it, i'm like this is shit i learned when i was a exactly. kid exactly like we should we should have been doing this already yeah like um when i've met up with other co-workers for lunch and we're all sitting down about to eat I'm always one of the guys, me and another guy, maybe um, we go up and wash our hands. And that, and I, I don't understand how these people, some people just like you've just been touching like servers, Ethernet cords, uh, fucking just all kinds of nasty with dust bunnies. Yeah. And you're going to put that shit in your mouth. That's fucking yeah. gross, you know. But um, yeah, not, but but I tell you what, though, uh, there's habits that like now when I touch my face, I'm like, nope, nope, don't touch yeah, your I face. Touch my face. You know, a lot. like I try and stop. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the things I'm cutting for sure. But uh, I like I like the whole um, not shaking hands anymore. I, I, I've always been a little bit weirded out by it. But anyway, and I'm not a germaphobe, but it's like it's like you know the shit your hands touch, yeah. dude. It's weird. I'm the same way. I, really I, I've always been. It's just kind of something. If you don't do it, you're kind of rude, and especially after a show, people want to shake your hand. But I think it's good now that I can just be like, all right, cool, thanks, guys. Give, like, fist bumps, and then they know they know I'm not being a dick, you know? They're like, okay, this guy, we're all doing fist bumps. Fist bump time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have that comic doing that foot thing yeah. at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now, before we go, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think is going to happen with comedy? Are we all going to be hacks talking about this shit? <laughs> oh, geez, man. I, I mean, for sure, there's going to be a bunch of people doing – a bunch of jokes about it uh um right before it, it got big I, I started hearing the comics do the whole corona and dos Equis jokes and i'm like oh uh, no yeah. make it stop yeah the lime joke oh yeah, yeah yeah i um i think that whenever it comes to something like this i will do a joke about it this is like my own rule with myself i'll if i have a good joke about it that i haven't heard it's not like the same exact joke everyone's saying and it's my own take on something or uh, it's a different angle i'll do it but i don't i'm not sitting there going man i need to have 10 minutes on this because 
as much as everyone's like, this is like so crazy. Once it's over, we're just going to be farther and farther away from it. You know what I mean? And it's people's, especially now with the way the media is and social media and the internet, people move on quick. Do you like, look at just like in politics, there'll be like this huge scandal and it might last a fucking two weeks and then no one talks about it ever again. And then there's like yeah. another huge thing and it's like, okay, that's a, like, what happened? I kind of remember something about something. <laughs> like our brains, it goes away. Yeah, our brains just get over everything. So quick. I'm not saying this is obviously a huge thing. And I think the effects of it, especially on the economy and people's lives is going to take a while. But um, so I'm sure they'll talk about it in terms of the economy for years to come, you know, cause I don't know how quickly the economy will recover, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I think for the most part, that's the way it'll be talked about. And uh, I agree with you too. There's going to be another wave. That's why I don't understand this extreme lockdown and shutting down all these businesses. Dude, you go to the grocery store now uh, near me, at least they have like a plastic guardrail thing up uh, in between the cashier and you know, the, the customer there, there's ways to have businesses where you cannot be packed in. They can have restaurants like, Hey, you guys are only allowed to let in this many people at a time. Most restaurants aren't at full capacity all the time. You know what I mean? People will wash their hands yeah. more. I feel like businesses, you already see it, are being like, hey, look at us. We're being extra clean. You know, we're spraying down our, our grocery yeah. carts. Like, so the idea that everything... It's like when to... somebody... Get... Yeah, go ahead. It's like when somebody gets raided by the, he- by the health department. Yeah. After they get <laughs> raided, they're like, don't go there. They got raided. It's like, no, they're going to be extra clean now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, dude, the whole country just got raided by the health department. That's kind of... <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I really, oh, I, don't see, got rated. I don't think, uh, I don't see the cost benefit of just keeping everybody at home. And some people, man, I can't believe how dumb some people are. I posted this one thing just about when this first, um, well, not when it first happened, I waited a few weeks. Cause I was like, man, this is what I've been thinking the whole time, but just to not get too weird with numbers. But when they were saying what the death rate is, they were saying, these are the confirmed cases and these are the confirmed deaths. Right. And then they tell you that that's right. the, the, the mortality rate of the virus. And I was sitting there going like, I, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but they're also telling us that most people who get it are going to have no symptoms or they're going to have mild cases where they won't even need to go to a doctor, let alone a hospital. And they said that's most people who get it. Right. So right. just by that assumption, there, there's a ton of there's a lot more people who haven't been tested. Also, the tests were, you know, we're still rolling out more and more tests. So there weren't a lot of people being tested. So my whole thing was like, I was telling Christy, I go, that's not the fate, the, the mortality rate. It can't be. If 3% of people, like if the, the only the people with the most severe cases are being tested. And of those people say, I'm just throwing out a number, 3% die. That's not everybody that has the virus. That's not the mortality rate of the virus. That's the mortality rate only. The numerator and the denominator are, are, wrong you know i mean the numerator is closer because that's like confirmed deaths but there's probably some deaths that they're not catching um i've also heard that hospitals are like if you say you go in and you're you know you're really out of shape and you know you die and it's like of heart disease but you also tested positive for coronavirus they're they're putting that in the coronavirus pile so there's like the numerator is a little bit off too uh, because of because of cases that people are dying at home that aren't being counted but also people who are being maybe mislabeled of dying from it but the denominator is way off 
because there's way more people yeah. according to what they're saying that have it. So, anyways, I didn't I didn't write that myself. I saw these like these epidemiologists from Stanford and a couple other people from Yale and stuff. These like really smart scientists. They were saying the same thing about how the, just the math that the media is putting out is incorrect. And I'm like, yeah, I told Chris, this is exactly what I'm saying. So I don't never post on Facebook. I post on Facebook and I'm like, hey, I've been saying this. I didn't say anything about this is bullshit. This is a scam. This is a hoax. I didn't say anything like that. Right. I just said, just, hey, just this math that the news is using isn't correct. And dude, people were just arguing with me about something I didn't say in that post. And they're saying whatever. And one guy wrote, this is why I just cracked up. This guy goes, the point is, man. You don't want to be part of the point zero 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 one percent that does get it and die. And I'm like, this motherfucker should never leave his house ever. What is he talking <laughs> about? The point, like one ten thousandth of a percent. What up, guys? Alfred. Ro- uh-huh. So it's like, are you watching Alfred Robles videos in the middle? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I went to your Facebook because I wanted to oh, see your okay. um, your post. My bad. Yeah, but, yeah and it had the volume uh, up, so no my worries. bad. No, dude, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, that makes no sense, dude. Like, people don't understand. That's another thing I, I, I'm annoyed with the media. This is all media. This is not, like, left-wing or right-wing media. All media. They should, in my opinion put up what's going on with this virus and the rates of everything, but they should also always put an asterisk next to it. Like, Hey, but also we haven't tested, you know, we're, we don't have the antibody test out. So we don't know who's had it and got better. We don't, and who had it, didn't know they had it. We don't know how many people have it that, you know, have mild or are asymptomatic. And that number, you know, is probably huge. So like, don't get too crazy, but the media's whole job in life is to make us, you know, scared and watch them and everything. So they don't put any context yeah. with it. They also don't put context with just so you guys all know, here are the death rates from other things in the country. And I'm not saying that this is nothing. Like people think when I say that, I'm saying this is nothing. There's other things. Well, no, my no. point is there's no context to the numbers. If they reported on flu deaths right. every day or heart disease deaths, people's minds would freak out. You know, maybe if they report on heart disease, it's we'd all eat better. 100%. 100%, dude. It, the heart disease thing, I, about six or four when was it when when bill maher did the fat shaming thing oh yeah and people got angry at him and i was like no congrats to bill maher for doing that like that's huge we need to wake up in this fucking country and, and start eating better and exercising and being healthier because that is the number one killer but we ignore it Dude, we just fucking ignore it like if you do the math it's like I think it's like 1,800 people a day or something die in this country of heart disease because it's 650,000 a year. That's just divided by 365. I think it's like 1,781 people or something a day. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. But I mean, if they reported on that, don't you think people would be like watching the news with like a double Western bacon cheeseburger, a large Coke and fries (laughs) and go, okay, well, (laughs) I'm Uh going to have a salad for dinner then, (laughs) you know? Yeah. There's, um, uh, it says here, uh, oh shit, dude. How many people did you say die a day? I, well, I think of them, I think I might have done it the other day. I can't remember, 1,781. 1,700 uh, of heart disease. Okay, so this is, I just Googled it, and this is from the heart.org uh, website. It says about, uh, one out of every three deaths in America. Okay, so one out of every three deaths in America. Is from heart disease, and about twenty one fifty a Jeez. day each from heart disease, dude. So every forty seconds, somebody dies from cardiovascular disease, dude. Yeah. Every forty seconds, somebody is dying. Of just that. So, so I'm saying, if the news put that up every single day, 
don't you think that would be a more worthwhile thing for the, the, I mean, this is good too, for people to be like, okay, cool. We should wash our hands and not touch each other so much. If we don't need to and all that. And, you know, maybe keep some, I'm glad that the whole social distancing, bro. And I'm in line at the store. Cause I have to go to the store every couple of days to feed my family. People have to stand mm-hmm. six feet apart. I'm like, dang, this is great. I hate the guy who stands in lines, breathing down your neck. Fucking back up, buddy. Yeah. 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 I had this Cuban lady at CVS last week standing super close to me i had to tell her in spanish you need to like back up and and she she was wearing a mask and all and i'm like what well, do you not get it Dude, the, I, I, like, I, I love that i said that yesterday the people wearing the mask they're like i'm doing my part but then they stand right next to you it's like get the fuck away from me <laughs> yeah yeah if i cough you die bitch. <laughs> um today uh 6529 people have died this is worldwide though um, of the coronavirus. It's this is website I like to go to instead of looking at the news. It's called corona.help. It's some nerd made it. And um, so he's not like, he's not um, biased on anything. Yeah. Um, he's just giving you a bunch of numbers and shit. So like, okay, so in the United States today, 1,619 people died. But yet heart disease, 22,000. Or, or, or no, how much did we say? 2,150. Yeah. So, so that's a lot of people too, but that's not being reported. And, and it's just so fucking hilarious. Like you said, you go to commercial and you see Burger King, Jack in a Box. Yeah. Fucking, that's what keeps, that's what's paying the bills. The thing for is, is that, uh, you know, people will, like listening will probably be like upset and yelling at this podcast going like, yeah, but heart disease isn't contagious and you're comparing apples to oranges. I'm like, yeah, my point is I am comparing apples to oranges, but I'm saying if you just report on numbers and those numbers have no context, I mean, even the, like my original point about that post I put on Facebook uh, with those Stanford epidemiologists is the numbers they're reporting aren't accurate. And I don't know if you've seen the new thing, but the IMHE model, which is the one that apparently the White House is using, you know, which I mean, these I'm not like saying it's any conspiracy or anything. And I'm not saying these Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks are like bad people. I'm just saying they're doing the best they can. The information is constantly evolving, but their models so far, if you look at it, I can send it to you. We got the phone. Their models from like April 1st were like they had to reduce it dramatically on april 6 it was like way less of what they expected you know and this is with social distancing this is with the quarantine and everybody staying away and then and then the the what it actually is it's not even like close to what their models are and i'm not saying it's their fault or fuck them they're stupid i'm saying they're doing the best they can but a doctor's job in my experience is to be extra cautious right like the dr Fauci's job dr burks whatever and all the other people working on it their job is not to be like, hey, I'm sure it'll be cool as long as everybody just washes their hands and we could all go out there. Their job is to be like, oh, I'm only focused on this one thing. So uh, I'm going to take it more seriously than anybody because I'm the one everyone's listening to. Like I sprained my ankle once. I mean, I sprained my ankle all the time when I was playing basketball growing up. And one time I sprained it really bad and I just wanted to make sure it wasn't broken. So I went to the doctor one time. The doctor goes, yeah, it's not broken. It's just a really bad sprain. He goes, stay off it for eight weeks. He's like, no basketball for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy is nuts, dude. Yeah. I was playing basketball again in two weeks because I just iced it and I drained the fluid out, you know, with my exercises and iced it and then I could just tape it or whatever and I could play again. And uh, look, is he a bad doctor? No, but he's a doctor and his job is to be like, hey, to make sure 100% this fully, fully heals, stay off it for eight weeks, right? And I'm like rolling my eyes right. like, no, nah, right. man, I can play basketball again in two weeks. I'm not going to miss the whole season, <laughs> you know? So – 
Yeah. Like people don't understand that. I try I told my dad too. The when people go, oh, like Trump or whoever or Pence, they should all listen to whatever Dr. Fauci says. No, man, like hit Dr. Fauci's job is not even to think about the economy. I'm not saying that in a negative way towards him. I'm just saying when we do a show, my job when I go do a show is just to do the good, sh- do a good show. I don't have to think about whether the servers got paid. I don't need to think about whether the alcohol is stocked. I don't need to think about whether the club is giving people too many drinks. And they're going to drive home drunk and kill somebody. That's not even crossing my mind because it's not part of my job description. So Dr. Fauci uh-huh. and the Dr. Burke, of course, the president and whoever, they should all listen to what they say. And then they have all these other things to think about and go, okay, well, what's the cost benefit of keeping it closed this much longer or this or how are the hospitals looking or do we have enough you know ventilators or it looks like we finally do now and so you know do we have this is the staff and all stuff so it's like they have to think about the big picture that's like you know that's like asking us to think about hey did anybody die after your show last night in a drunk driving incident it's like i never even thought about that once in my life and i'm sure i'm sure it's happened that's true yeah yeah wow that's true, dude. Because a doctor that's going to recommend to do something, um, you got like you say, you got to understand they're human. Yeah, they went to a lot of school, but they, how many times are doctors wrong, dude? I, I, I had a, I've, 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 um, I don't have high blood pressure, but I'm borderline. And I, I went to a doctor and I told him if I needed medication or what, what was it that I needed? And he asked me if I had allergies, and I said, yeah. He gave me a nasal spray for my for my fucking blood pressure what is that that didn't that made no sense i fucking left that place found a new doctor and now i've been able to control it by doing exercise without you know avoiding the pills and shit i don't want to get to that stage but yeah man a lot of doctors are wrong all the time (laughs) a lot of the time man i could tell you right now if if the only thing if if everybody was going to be fine and everyone had enough money and enough food and enough whatever I think the best way, like the best way to defeat this virus is nobody comes out of their house for like 18 months and until they have a vaccine that totally works and there's no more cases of it. Okay, well, that's the best way. But then when you factor in that, oh, people need to eat, people need to live, people are, you know, this and this and this and all these like zillion things are going to happen if you do stay in your house for 18 months. Well, then that's not the best way for all of society. But just in regards to the virus, it's probably the best way, right? Just everybody just right. sit tight until we have a vaccine and, uh, you know, hopefully you don't kill yourselves. Hopefully families don't break up. Your kids won't get to play with anybody. You don't get to see anyone <laughs> like but that's but that's it's not the cure for everything. I just think it's weird now that the media is like, yeah, man, duh, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, they're like co-president of the United States. Right. It's like, no, man, we should listen to them for sure. And then our leaders who I mean, I think most all of them stink on both sides, but they're the ones that we elected and they make a decision and the decision shouldn't be fuck all of you guys. You're all going to be poor and you know, we'll send you checks and you'll, we'll ration food in five years, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you got me really worked. I I think it's, I got got my blood pumping during the workout (laughs) and then I came in here. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Well, um, Hey man, I appreciate you taking the time though, man. We're going to wrap it up, but I, I would love to, do the podcast again with you and uh if you if you uh finding your heart to come back on my show no definitely that'd be awesome tell- you, you bring out you bring a lot of great points dude it's fucking great look man i am very smart inside my own head you know i agree with me 
I, <laughs> I tried to do a joke a long time ago about like uh, when people go like, man, you think you're always right. I'm like, yeah, because I'm me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't you think you're right when you're saying things? <laughs> I could, that's why I always say I could be wrong out loud. But anyways, hey, man, if I could just tell your that, listeners. That should be your huh? That should be your third your third book. Well, yeah, my second book is the one I want to pitch now is um, if you have any parents listening or teachers, uh, I have a children's book. And it's you, all you have to do is go to thedifferentbook.com, www.thedifferentbook.com. And there's all the, you can see little blurbs about it, ways to buy it and everything. It's just a book teaches kids that we're all different in our own ways. And that's what makes us normal. And they should embrace their differences, whatever those are, you know, whether it's like emotional, physical, religious, whatever. So there's all these different ways to be different. So I'm bad at pitching the book, but teachers and parents seem to really love it. And I used to sell a bunch after shows. And now I have no income. <laughs> so it would help yeah. me out. Do you have like a Patreon? Do you have a Patreon or anything? Uh, no. I don't, uh, dude, I, for your podcast? I don't know. I can't, I can't fully get into that. I don't, you know, because then you have to put out so much content. You have some stuff behind a paywall. I like to make something that I'm proud of, like this book. I am really, really proud of this children's book. If I could get this children's book to like really blow up, I would honestly love to write children's books for a, like a long time like just do series of children's books if I, you know, they have like, yeah. if I have a good message in angling which I feel like I do in this one and people really like it that's really cool dude. I just went to the website it says by Jeffrey Samuel yeah he's Keith. my full name oh and also 10% of all the uh, proceeds go to Emily's Entourage which is a cystic fibrosis charity so um, people know about that they can read more up about it on the website but uh, yeah I always want to do things where I could, or feel like it's a positive thing, and it could, and I, and also I could give back to something, you know, a cause. So hopefully the word gets yeah. out, and I get on Ellen. I do your show, Ellen hears it, you know. Then I'm on Ellen, <laughs> and then you do you do the the dance, the, the Ellen, Ellen dance. dance. <laughs> can you get Can you give me a shout out when you get on there? And be like, yeah, I was on Freddy's, uh, blew up. Uh... <laughs> Right on, dude. Well, man, I wish you and your family uh, um, also, uh, you know, the best best wishes right now. It's such a tough time. Um, uh, is there also, how about this? Is there, uh, and, and there's no shame in this, dude. A lot of comics are doing this. Um, any kind of Venmo, if anybody wants to, like, throw anything out there, you know, uh, out of love. Well, the Venmo for the... Uh for the book is the different book that's on the website but i think my venmo my personal is just funny gk um i think just look at my name i think it's funny GK. i think it's funny gk um is my venmo but honestly man i'd rather just have them if they're gonna if someone's gonna send me unless it's a couple bucks i guess so that's fine that's awesome but if they don't if people, if people are in a position to send that then i don't want anyone's money but if someone wants the book that'd be great and then tell their tell tell three people about the book and then they tell three people and then ellen hears about it and there you go <laughs> it's my goal ellen that's awesome <laughs> hey dude th that's badass dude thank you so much for taking the time bro um uh take care of your family there get your workout done and uh yeah man we'll, we'll keep in touch and sorry for sending you that video of the dude fucking the chicken want, fuck, i don't even know what that was about <laughs> <laughs> i started watching i go this i'm sorry funny yet, it's really fucking disturbing so i'm gonna stop watching it <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you did. Sorry, dude. Uh, sometimes, sometimes people send me videos, and I just go through a list and pam pam pam. And then I real I didn't realize I sent you that video. I'm like, ah, because I, I, I get so disturbing. I, 
yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, buddy. Stay safe. All right, bro. Um, absolutely, bro. One more thing. Uh, your social media, did you plug that? Uh, it's just my name, but you're going to have to put that in your show notes or something because my name is G-E-O-F-F-K-E-I-T-A. Cool. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much, brother. You take care, right, man. You too.